What does the word shrove mean? I don't know. Um, I always kind of consider it, isn't it? Like, isn't I think that, it means eat up and enjoy. Right. I mean, clearly. <laughs> um, well, it's like when you went and you went and got a bundle of firewood, you got a shrove of wood or, you know, it feels like a collection of items. Oh, really? Doesn't it? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> so somebody wrote on Facebook. Yes. Um, I think it's Anglo-Saxon for pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Welcome to episode 122 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint. A fine wine, but let's be frank, usually a craft brewed pint. And <laughs> you can catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens and, as already mentioned, with a good brew in hand. And friends, you can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You can join us at the shot glass level for a mere $2 a month. Go for a full pint or growler level and you will get some Pub Theology swag. You will also have access to extended interviews with special guests. Join us, um, visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And as always, a big thank you to our current patrons. Absolutely. We have to see if we can get Bryce Harper to be a patron. I hear he Ooh. just signed a 13-year deal. So nice. Love it. He's going to have $2 a month, you know, to do the shot glass. At Wouldn't even I mean, feel $6. It. Come on. Wouldn't even feel it. Well, you can join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using hashtag PTLive. Follow at PubTheology on those platforms, and you can check out video clips from the show on IGTV and on YouTube. You can also leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you're thinking at 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830, or shoot us an email, info at PubTheology.com. Well, today is Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, and the next six weeks constitute the season of introspection and repentance known as Lent on the church calendar. So this is going to be one large confession, uh, and then we're good to go. <laughs> but we'll Do we have on. enough time in an hour? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> if, that happened, we, <laughs> if that happened, we might never air this episode. Ugh, no. That's why we have six weeks, right? <laughs> exactly, we have six weeks. So we're just going to dip our toe a little bit into Lent here today and chat a little bit about those things. And it's just Shannon and I uh, manning the microphones, womanning the microphones. Womanning, personing uh, the microphones. Ogan, we were talking pre-show. Ogan is once again back in the Caribbean. Uh, so, you know. He just can't get enough. That vitamin D, man, there's a pill for that, dude. But we are here with beverages, and he is not. So, what, what do you got, Shannon? Oh, I'm sure he's got a beverage. Um, <laughs> so, I am. I'm. I'm being optimistic with a spring beer. It nice. actually says spring on the bottle. Um, this is a beer I've never had. It's a. It's by UFO, and it's a big wit, a subtly citrusy and boldly spiced unfiltered wheat beer. Nice. So, here we go. It started with a luscious wit. And then we added lots of coriander and white pepper to crank up the zest. Then we threw an extra orange peel for a deep citrus flavor. And now we have big, bold, beautiful wit. Behold the big wit. Woo -woo. Behold. Behold. Spring sounds good, I must say. Yeah, right? We, have another, we had another snow day today uh, here okay. in Michigan uh, because we haven't had enough of those. I was just up north for a weekend in the frozen tundra and came home to more snow and a snow day. And today I'm drinking a, uh, a Lake Haze from Big Lake Brewing here in Holland. It's a juicy New England IPA. 
And I've got a nice pint of this here, and it's a juicy, crushable New England IPA made with loads of citra and mosaic hops. So cheers. I love the sound my beer makes in the microphone. Mm, it's delicious. Ogan, if you're listening, which I know you're not, this is up near your neighborhood, so you should go get it. There you go. Nice. Mm, this is one of those beers that like, I could drink all summer long, like all day. Perfect. Although it's only it's it's only six point eight percent alcohol, so it's fine. <laughs> only, I mean, if I'm drinking like a summer spring ale, I'm usually hoping for like a five flat, you know. Yeah, I went to my sister's and um, last week, which yeah. I know you all missed me. We um, did. I was in South Georgia, and I pulled a beer out of her, you know, beer fridge and whatever, and it was four point four percent. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I had a beer under five percent. Well, this, this doesn't even count as a beer for the day. Right. Like, this is just water. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what is what is mine here? I don't see a percentage. I oh, think this is they're a hiding mystery. It from a mystery percentage. Mystery percentage. So we'll Every see. Every bottle is a different percent. Ooh. <laughs> I like that's it is lake haze so maybe they weren't clear themselves when they right, exactly put it in the can There's a little bit of haze going on there so brian last year for lent you gave up alcohol that what happened yeah because you were drinking all those lacroix oh you're right yeah oh thank you for that reminder that makes me feel less guilty about not doing that this year <laughs> <laughs> you just did it last year uh, yeah i mean i can't do the same so um right. Yeah, we can let's talk a little bit about Lent and maybe if you're giving something up. But before that, anything special uh, on the menu for Fat Tuesday? We're so um, we're totally going. I have sausage and bacon and pancakes. Although there may be Star Wars waffles, depending because we have a Star Wars waffle shaped thing. Perfect. Is that like um, a Death Star waffle or what? It's, the... it's not. I do like the Death Stars, but I somebody gifted this to us, and it's a. Uh, the rebel symbol and a and the Millennium Falcon and um, the um, the Tie Fighter. No, not the Tie Fighter. The X Wing. The X Wing fighters. And, yeah. and then just the Star Wars like logo. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So they're like four. It's like four whatever yeah. um, thing. You can buy it on Amazon for like forty dollars. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I might I might do that. But I actually really like pancakes, and we have some blueberries that need to be used. So we might. Oh, have perfect. Eggs and yeah, I'm going all in with the traditional pancakes. Yeah, Shrove Tuesday. That's a pancake right. dinner. Is a common. And we don't do anything like that at church. But like, I just figured I'd make it at home. Yeah, that's pretty common. A, a pancake church pancake dinner on Fat Tuesday. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember I what is the word showing up. What does the word shrove mean? I don't know. Um, I always kind of consider it, isn't it? Like, I think it means eat up and enjoy. Right. I mean, clearly. (laughs) Um, Much like Mardi Gras means show your boobs and throw beads. Like, clearly that's what it means. Um, (laughs) Literally, okay. Shrove Tuesday is the day in February or March immediately preceding Ash Wednesday in which celebrated in some countries by consuming pancakes. There it is. Served by followers of many Christian denominations. <laughs> like it doesn't like meaning. There's no meaning. There's no meaning <laughs> of Shrove. I always thought Shrove. Um, uh, no, that's something else. I'm gonna sound ridiculous. Well, it's like when you went and you went and got a bundle of firewood. You got a Shrove of wood, or you know, it feels like a collection of items. Oh, really? Doesn't it? Huh. I don't know. No, there is literally nothing. Like if you have 10 pancakes on your plate, you have a shrove of pancakes. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm even trying to look. The only definition is the past tense of shrive. Mm. Well, what does shrive mean? Well, let's look that up. Yeah. Shrive. How far does the rabbit hole go? This is to hear the confession of or give an absolution to. To obtain absolution for oneself. So by doing, by confessing or doing penitence. So it's. What? You've done penitence? That doesn't make any sense. But that doesn't, that should be Fat Tuesday or, or a day in Lent, not the So Shrove the Tuesday last. is, would that be like, is, is that implying that it's the day before you make your confessions and 
Our penitent? Then it'd be, and then instead of past tense of shrive, you'd want right, but it's past future tense. tense. I'm about to shrive. Pre, I'm about. I've pre-shrove. Pre pre-shrive. Pre-shriven. <laughs> anyway, friends, if you know what Shrove Tuesday and why it's called Shrove Tuesday, yeah. please let us know in any let of us the following. Know. Let us know. In fact, I should throw it out there right now on Facebook. Yeah, throw it out there, see if we get an answer. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, and Mardi Gras has to, something to do with like the pre-Lent. That's why it's today. Um, and the debauchery that happens because of, you know. Well, so a long, long time ago, right? You weren't allowed to have sex during Lent. Like that was, you know. That's why so many children weren't born in October. Right. My, I have a child born in October. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do too. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Although the math's well, off there. Those are old times. <laughs> that's, that's not right math. <laughs> yeah, that's not present tense. Wait, wait, January children? I think it'd be January children. Children born in October. October. No, that's that math is wrong. It's March. It is March. So then it would be like December children. Yeah. So like January children, right? 10 months. Yeah. I mean, usually. I know it's nine, but it's really 10 people. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Because Lent is usually falls the bulk of it in March, no matter when it starts. Sometimes right. it'll start but, like mid-February. We're a little later this year. Yeah, but snowstorms and whatnot. Seriously, you know, come on. Oh, I know. Hey, you don't have to Any- tell me. <laughs> Right, you had a snow today. Um, way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no. um, so you guys, so I actually don't know what our plan is. We we did get pancakes, or, uh, sorry, uh, donuts yesterday. I feel like we preempted. Um, and I had uh, we some... had donuts at church today, so I had my donut today. Nice. Yeah. I did um, have some punch keys up north over the weekend, but my kids have not had one, so they're kind of. Well, and we made a joke about this before the show, but I think this is very real. Like, our American society is very gluttonous anyway. Like, we we don't restrict our diet, really. Um, we're not good at that. We're not good at that. That is just not something we're good at. And so, like, today, to say that, like, oh, we're being gluttonous today is a little ridiculous. Like, I ate a donut today, and we're having pancakes and bacon and sausage for dinner. But, like... Right. That could be any other Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just could, like, just, not for everybody. It's just convenient that it's Fat Tuesday. Exactly. I just, today's an excuse to eat whatever the hell I want, as opposed to any other day, which is yeah. just a day that I eat whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yes, exactly. And clearly. We don't need my, the encouragement. Right. Like, my perfect physique shows that, but nonetheless. <laughs> I, so, yeah. I mean, I think, and you know, any day on the calendar in the U.S. could just be, oh, it's Fat Monday. Yeah, totally. Right. But I do take Lent very seriously, and I do take my disciplines very seriously. Okay, um, so are you are you giving anything up this year? Well, so yeah. So um, Derek and I are, um, we, we tend to do something together simply because it, uh, it, it's support and it's helpful. And yeah, so last sense. year, right? Like last year we went and, and a lot of the times it's food related for us. Um, because again, that is a place we don't really restrict our, you know, whatever. So he's been having high blood pressure issues and, you know, I've been gaining weight. So we are, we're keeping track of calories and being very particular with the type of food that we eat. So we're cutting out not all, but some red meat, lowering salt. I was going to ask her, there's some specific, uh, yeah, he found a diet. I forget what it's called, but it's like to help with blood pressure. Good. Um, but it, it, you know, less dairy, you know, like less animal products kind of thing. Um, which is kind of a win-win, right? Because you, you, you've, you've got the, the excuse or the, the desire anyway to lower, um, lower the salt and lower the blood pressure. And, and also Lent is like this great sort of spiritual practice. And when those two can sort of coincide, that feels like a a win-win. Absolutely. And, and like I do start my sabbatical on Easter and I did want to lose some weight before Easter so that, you know, when we go on that Disney cruise, I can eat whatever I want. (laughs) And like, you know, or when we go, you know, I just, I want to be able to be gluttonous on those times, but I also want to 
learn, you know, re kind of not really learn for the first time, but like reteach myself. Like I see Lent as these six weeks of, of kind of reorienting where I should have been anyway, like things I should have been doing anyway. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's like a, a discipline. Uh, it's a discipline. Yeah. It's a discipline. And so, you know, I know, I know what I should be eating and I know what I should be restricting and, you know, everything else. It's just a matter of giving myself an excuse to see it as like, okay, I only have six weeks and, and I do, you know, I do take the little Easter's, right. I take Sundays. So if I were yeah. giving, you know, and, and it's not always so explain that to people, maybe people aren't familiar with the little uh, Easter's term, explain what that means. So the idea is, is that Lent, Lent is 40 days. Like we, we all like even kind of passerbys on the street know that right. 40 days of Lent. Um, but if you look at the calendar from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, there are 47, 48, whatever days. And because we take Sunday is they're considered little Easter's, right? So yeah. Sundays are the day that we, it, basically it's seen as like a cheat day. You're exempt from whatever you're fasting from. Right. Which, which kind of always felt weird to me, right? Like <laughs> if like the, that the day we go to church is the day that we um, see ourselves as like, you, you, Oh, don't worry. Because, you know, the joke is Jesus died for your sins, so you might as well give up chocolate for, you know. <laughs> no, no. Right? Like, but isn't it kind of like it's, it's celebratory, right? Like, yes. Like, like it's, the, it's, it's a, the kingdom has almost come or we'll, we'll live as if the kingdom has come or as Christ has already risen, so we'll celebrate. Well, right. We live as if we are redeemed. Yes. Right? So the, the 40 days we are to spend um, in confession, in penitence, in an understanding that we are fragile and broken and mortal, like yeah. remembering our mortality. And on, on Sunday, we celebrate, we remember that we are redeemed because, you know, it kind of gets into like dark night of the soul stuff, right? Like we can't go so far into the dark that we forget that the light exists. Yeah. So that it's that weekly reminder that that's how i felt when i gave up alcohol last year i've gone I mean, so far into the dark <laughs> seriously though no um yeah i mean but that's so for me as a pastor sunday isn't always the day that is convenient for my like quote unquote cheat day so i right. may move it to friday Ooh, because like you. that's my wow, day off shifting cheat days i've never, it's never occurred to me it's almost it's almost would have been better if you had not told me that little secret oh see <laughs> Mm, so like, you know, so we may have pizza on Fridays, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I got you. May, I get you. You know, anyway, but I, I've done some really, um, it's not always been around food. Like, I mean, I've become vegetarian and yep. one year we gave up a car. So we only had one car between us. Nice. Um, yeah, I like and expanding that, it beyond just the food. Yeah. And I, and you know, each year I've learned something more and more about myself. Like, and it had some um, learning experience that was way beyond what I thought right. it was going to be. So the year that we gave up a car, um, I learned about how little um, we communicate about our days. And my husband and I communicated about our days because we had to figure out who needed the car at what time, exactly. you know, like, are you going anywhere to like, are, can I just drop you off at work and pick you up? Or do you need the car to go somewhere? And it was just this really interesting shift um, that took place. And then one year I gave up, Oh, this, this was probably my, and I've, I've written extensively about this. Um, I, I wore only black or gray and no makeup and no fixing my hair. Um, as to like, and, and it, and the idea was just like stripping away of the world's considerations of beauty. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, and oh, and no jewelry, right. I wore my wedding ring and that was it. Like wow. no, yeah. no, whatever. And I, I really struggled when I met new people. Of course. Cause. Cause I was like, how are doing. they going to know, right. Yeah. How are, how are they going to know that I'm 
interesting? How are they going to write? Like I depended on my jewelry for people to find me interesting or the clothes that I wore as like statements of who I was. Well, sure. Um, so anyway, it was just really, it was a really fascinating, like, wow, like things that I just didn't expect to come yeah. out of it. And, and so that Lenten practice suddenly gave you an insight into things you just were doing and wouldn't have risen to the, such a level of consciousness about. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, just like every time I think, man, you alone aren't enough, blah, 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 you know, like, I mean, of course I'm saying this on a podcast where most people just listen to my voice and don't see who I am, (laughs) but like, you know, like just what you look like is such an important, whether you like it or not, it's an important part of your identity. For sure. Of course. And so changing that in some way, you know, yes you know, help me to like go internal about, well, do I think I'm enough? Yep. Just me, you know? Yep, exactly. Um, so have you, I mean, cause I think people do take it on as a joke sometimes of like, I'm giving up soda or chocolate or, or even alcohol. Like, have you ever had a really profound Lent? Well, a few years ago I gave up um, playing games on my phone and that mm. was sort of a, a, a real eye opener. Yeah. Because it's not like I play games all the time on my phone, but I did find that when there were moments of, of a break between something, or I just wanted something mindless that I had a default of where's my phone and I'll just play this quick two minute game. Right. And that, and so then to just sort of deprogram myself to not, default to doing that that was very i mean you know our technology just integrates into our lives so so fully that we're not always conscious kind of like you said we're not always conscious of the things we're doing every day and when you shift one thing like that it sort of makes you pause and say i'm doing life a certain way but it doesn't have to be that way there are other ways to do life and so i could i could read in those you know 2 to 5 minutes or i could right. just sit quietly and and um, think of things I'm grateful for. You know, this is me trying to be idealistic here, but but really, right? Yeah. Or um, let me get bored for two minutes. Or just like, be bored for two minutes right. and not have to be doing something. Yes. I mean, I I mean, we you and I are still old enough that I remember standing in line without a cell phone. You know. Yeah, of course, without, for sure. Right, like without being able to text somebody, without being able to communicate with somebody, and just standing. Stand there awkwardly, not looking like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this, so I'm here doing my phone thing. Yeah, like, I mean, now I look at a line and everybody's, you know, on their phone, and me too. Um, And I, you know, what really drives me crazy is people that, you know, look at their phones at stoplights and then don't see, you know, whatever, the they don't see the light change and all that stuff. And it drives me nuts, but you know, whatever. But is that, is that even legal in, in Maryland? Oh, absolutely not. But everybody does it. It's illegal, and, but everybody does it. Well, and the other day I was like, I, this is going to sound really trite, right? But I like had a chip in my nail. So like I was looking down like at, you know, my nail trying to, cause it was like scratching me, you know, or whatever, trying to pick at it. And like somebody behind me honked and like they, like yelled at me, like, get off your phone. And I'm like, I'm not on my, like, you know, but I totally understand that frustration. For sure. Everybody, like everybody in line is looking down. Right. And I'm like, wow, I just, we've got to get used to being bored again. And of course there's great articles and we've talked about that before, but. We have. So that, yeah. So that was an example for me. Yeah. Um, You know, I've given up beer or alcohol uh, and that's always just a good discipline. Um, I have never given up like TV though. Like I've never, I don't think I've given up TV. Um, This year I'm thinking about giving up chocolate, which sounds like the sort of trite uh, thing people do, but I've lately, now that we're in the shed and I have my little pour over coffee set up, like I found like I need a stash (laughs) of chocolate and I'm just like, well, I'm working or I need, this is like energy, you know, brain fuel or, you know, right. what sugar, you know, I need to get through the day and I'm just eating too much chocolate and I just need. Now there's the other trend that you don't give something up, you take something on. Right. Yeah, right. And so the one that we, that we did as a church that was really helpful is we did a year of um, like simplicity of like, I forget. Um, 
exactly what we were talking about, but it was, it, it was like living simply. And we did the 40 bags in 40 days where you took any size bag, whether it was grocery bag, um, trash bag, whatever, and you filled a bag every day that you either donated or threw away or gave away. Yes. Um, and that was, that was really meaningful. That is cool. Um, I mean, in terms of, it was helpful not just to clean out your house, but like to, do I really need this? Is this some way, you know, and, and really that 40 days of like repentance of, okay, the amount of money that I just threw away or gave away, right. The amount of stuff that I just threw away or gave away and my house, you couldn't even notice. You wouldn't even notice that I just gave away 40 bags of stuff. <laughs> right. Like right. Yeah. it's still full, you know, um, we, Derek and I do a devotional every morning, like during Lent together Nice for coffee. Um, we talked about that last year with Howard, yes. we did Howard Thurman last year. Um, this year we're doing Maya Angelou. There's a 40 day Lenten study of her. So really, yeah, I'm really excited about it. You might have um, sent me a link to where you can get that resource. Yeah. So it's through the, it's the same thing as Howard Thurman. It's the 30 day or the 40 day journey. And then there's all these people. Um, Okay. It's just a good series, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be happy to put up the link. But um, is that like a really Presbyterian press or something? I don't know. I don't know who did it, but yeah. you know, it's convenient. It's nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So, um, is between that or Joan? Is it Chowder? Ch- Chil- Chitister. Yeah. Joan Chitister. She's good. Yeah. So we were debating between the two, and I was like, "Ah, oh, let's do Maya this year." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's great. That's great. Anyway, so we do we do that together. That's important to me. And then as a family, we do a weekly one. You know, nice. So I like that. That's great. We're looking at doing uh, something with our church community. There's a, a curriculum through the UCC on white privilege, and we're looking mm. at maybe doing sort of a group weekly kind of study through that um, curriculum. And I think that could be kind of a a good communal sort of thing uh, to do. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such a great way to broaden the repentance level, right? Right. Yes, exactly. We, we, I think, I mean, repentance or penitence, you know, I think for, especially with like church people that have been hurt by the church, we've required so many people to make repentance for things that aren't something to repent for, right? So like their sexuality. Yeah. Or or we over like we make certain sins higher than others. And we, you know, these sins you have to repent for in public, but you know, these sins you just say privately or yeah. You know, whatever it is. I mean we we just we have this hierarchy of sin and and I feel like there's, it's become a dirty word in a lot of ways. And I just don't feel like repentance should be a dirty word. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, many of us who are in Protestant denominations hear that word and kind of grew up with this sort of, I don't know, puritanical, uh, feel bad about yourself. You're not right. good enough. You're, you've, you've really screwed up. You're fortunate. God is putting up with you feel horrible. You kind of are horrible. And that's just not right. Repentance is like, we're all human and it's an invitation to consider a better way of being human. And if we could sort of leave that shame piece aside and realize, look, we all have crap. We've all done things we'd rather not have done. Right. And and they're just things that maybe we don't feel that bad about, but if we could do it better, great. Show me that path. Exactly. And, and I mean, this is where, you know, it isn't just God of second chances. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I take on, you know, Jesus, how many times should we forgive? Should we forgive seven times? Should we yeah. forgive, you know, and then Jesus like seven times seven, you know, whatever times. And, and I, I, because Jesus at that point is like emulating God, you know, and that holding true to what Paul said in Romans eight, right. That, nothing separates us from the love yeah, of God. That's right. Um, now that doesn't mean either that we don't need to confess. We don't need to repent. 
Um, we don't need to make amends, but that's because it changes us, right? It changes who we are. Um, yeah. I just, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of what's beautiful about relationship is acknowledging the wrong that you've done, taking responsibility for yourself. Like that's all part of repentance. Be a responsible person, be a loving, kind, responsible person. So I just, I, Lent is such a time for me to take off that mask. Mm. You know what I mean? To just acknowledge that life is hard and, you know, it's almost the opposite of, of Advent. I think it's the way our culture deals with it. You know, in Advent, we move from the darkness to the light in the liturgy in, in terms of, you know, each, like literally each Sunday we'd light another candle, (laughs) you know, and Advent gets to acknowledge that the darkness is just as important as the light is that, that we can't live in the light all the time because we're Mm -hmm. not God. We're not Jesus. Like darkness is important to us. And there's things that we learn in darkness that can't exist. Like we can't learn without, sitting in it and being in it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really enjoy that. Um, it feels like it strips away some pretense that we have all, we have it all together. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to name. And we live in a culture that just, um, we can feel sort of forced into that presentation of ourselves, right? That, that we have to mm-hmm. portray that we have it together or whatever's happening is exactly what I want it to happen. And we don't give enough permission for, for being screwed up or have made, having made a wrong decision or things being really hard. And we need, if we can't do that in church, where can we do that? Right. Right. And, and, you know, I had a parishioner, um, years ago in New York that talked about like when she was going through a divorce, she was, she had an abusive husband. She had three children. Um, and she needed church, but she didn't feel comfortable going to church because she didn't have church clothes for her or her kids. Mm. Her clothes weren't nice enough. And that kept her out of the church because not because she was uncomfortable even, right. She just felt that that was unwelcome. And that, that took place during a conversation about a teenager being an usher in jeans, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so just, she was just debunking this whole, listen to me, right? Like, we don't care what anybody wears, right? Should, I mean, this was at a time where like, people shouldn't wear shorts while they you know, shouldn't come to church in shorts or shouldn't whatever. And she was like, people can come to church in whatever, like we need to get there and here's why. Right. And, and it's that perception and there, you know, I mean, I grew up in a time where I wasn't allowed to wear pants to church. Right. For sure. You know, jeans or whatever. Um, And as a pastor, I've only, I mean, I wear jeans to like work, but I've only worn jeans to church on like specifically casual, right? Like specific casual days. (laughs) Right. There's this just, I mean, and and I know it's talking about dress, but like there's this persona of the presentation and that we have it all together, right? We look nice. We feel nice. We are nice. Everything's perfect and wonderful in our lives, you know, and even mentioning that that isn't the case, particularly with leadership, you know, that leadership has a hard time. Well, that's, that's not okay. Um, and that's, that's a struggle. And that's what leads to all this secrecy, you know? Yeah, of course. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I haven't heard on Facebook a response yet, so I'm going to put it out to the Twitters. What does the word trove? I mean, nobody, seriously, if Google doesn't know. <laughs> so what's, it's not a trove. What's the like thin layer? What's the thing that you place over like the Jesus body? The Oh yes. The shroud. The shroud. That's, I knew it wasn't right, but I was like, I, I, I but always there's the S H R O. Right. 
to start. So I always thought it kind of had something to do with that, but clearly it does not. I think it may <laughs> not, but that was a good try. That was good. I like that. <laughs> good try. Wait, wait a try. So someone liked the post, but has not. Oh, here's one. David says it refers to absolution or penance, which is what you had said. So. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Why we're not like we're creating our sin, like we're eating sins, like we're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like I'm we're, gonna say we're, we're trying to make sense of that. We're making sins. We're not. <laughs> what? So we're doing things that we need to ask for absolution for on Wednesday because we didn't already have enough absolutions that we needed right. to say. Like really? Yes, seems out of place. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe David can enlighten us further. We'll give him the opportunity or any hey, other. Hey, listen, uh, there are bunches of church nerds out there. I I, I need to confess something. I yeah. listen, today is apparently National Grammar Day, which I am not the person to follow on National Grammar Day at yeah. all. But I, I am a total nerd and listened to a grammar conversation on NPR on the way home. So, um, yeah. yeah. That that was real. That happened. That and happened, it, and it has you feeling happened. like shrove. If shrove's <laughs> not the right word, why are we calling it that? Shrive. We're shrive. We're shri- is that like is Lieb part of that? Lieb Shriver. Like is Lieb Shriver. Yes, Liebschreiber, exactly. You know. Maybe that's why it's shrove because I don't know. I got uh, nothing, friends. I, uh, I got nothing either. I got nothing either. So. Um, Ash Wednesday, of course, is uh, kind of the kickoff for Lent, and that um, often includes placing ashes on the foreheads of participants, and we're reminded of our mortality, that uh, we come from dust, and to dust we shall return. Is this something your congregation participates in, and what do you find meaningful about the ashes and Ash Wednesday? So we do an Ash Wednesday service, um, and I give people ashes. Um, I have a lot of friends that talk about the emotional um, toll that they feel about giving ashes to children. Ah. And I will fully admit that I have the opposite experience, is that Mm. um, I, I tear up when I give ashes to older folks. Um, And part of that is because I think it's really meaningful for them. Yeah, for sure. You know, that when you're 80 plus and you're coming forward and somebody's saying to you, you are dust and to dust you will return. Like that's real. Yep. Like that's real. And Not like, just hypothetical. I, it's you're right. Like for, a, even for a child, like it's true. True for all of us. Right. Exactly. Yep. And it's possible, but there's something just really profound about yeah. placing ashes on, on an older person. Um, and especially as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still for another month, 38 year old woman. Like I'm still young. And so there's, there's that dynamic that, you know, I'm proclaiming these words of God to a person who understands this reality far beyond what I can comprehend right now. Um, For me, that is still a fear state, right? When I receive ashes, it is, is scary. Mm. The idea that, that I'm mortal. Um, And I know some older people who have have moved beyond that fear you Mm. know i've lived my life and i've run my race and every day that i have is a gift yeah yeah and i just i i just can't imagine being there and that's just and 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 i shouldn't right now i don't think you know i i think it's okay that i live life wanting more you know for sure at this age right of course um but i just found that i find that extremely powerful and meaningful yeah. Yep. So we, uh, we joined with another congregation, uh, last year and this year, uh, in, in their Ash Wednesday, they do a dinner and mm-hmm. followed by an Ash Wednesday service. So we've joined with them, uh, and are doing that again this year. 
and then uh, the last three years I've done uh, Ashes to Go, just kind of with a few Have colleagues you. downtown. So we're just kind of throwing ash to the wind and also foreheads of passersby. And that's always interesting because it's kind of this like forcing this sort of religious uh, ob- observance into the public sphere in a place where pe- it feels a little out of context and people aren't always sure what to make of it. Yeah. So, you know, it feels so awkward to me. It is a little awkward. There is a little, but, but it's also, there's been some really beautiful things that have happened. Like people are like, I wasn't going to go to any services today or, Oh, I didn't realize that was today. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad for this reminder because I had no idea that today was Wednesday. So, I mean, people that have done it, love it. And the only thing I always say to people is if you do ashes, ashes to go, right. If you do ashes out in public, then circle back around to do foot washings like whoa right i know and that's my challenge about it right if you're gonna like doing ashes is as scary as that feels like it is a it's a it's a little bit quote-unquote invasive right yeah and and it's the difference between you know building relationship and panhandling you know handing money right or whatever yeah it's it's the difference between here's twenty dollars and come with me and let's buy me like let me buy you a meal you know it's like ashes you can have that five minutes and maybe people only have five minutes right but to go back and to be present again on monday thursday and to do foot washings to me Mm. like that's the full circle of lent um Mm. And maybe because I'm much more, as much as I, I, I appreciate Ash Wednesday, I'm much more of a Holy Week person. Well, me too, for sure. And we, yeah. we do a, uh, an interfaith uh, freedom Seder, which um, on Maundy Thursday, which does not include a foot washing, involves a hand washing um, as part of the Seder. Uh, right. and, and this was one that was meant to be done by Christians, Jews, and others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of, uh, social justice and human freedom themes, liberation yeah. themes. So I, you know, I kind of, I do wrestle with doing that because I realize it's a Jewish observance and festival, but I feel like the fact that this one and the one we use was done originally in an interfaith setting right. and that we realized we're sort of guests in this other right. religion. Yeah. We're doing it very respectfully and we're not co-opting it. I don't think I'm, really try not to i'm not trying to make it all about jesus in the end and see you guys are just almost have it i try not to do any of that sure um anyway so you know that's kind of how that's kind of our maundy thursday and it's been really powerful uh yeah people have enjoyed it yeah and i just i i only say that because i you know i even (laughs) i saw this sign the other day at this church that was like ashes to go. And it was like between three 30 and six 30, which I think their service started at seven. Yeah. But you like come in the church and I was like, okay, that's just, that's not ashes to go. That's not ashes. Like, no, that, that's a different thing. That's you can come early to get your ashes at the church. Right. But I, I just, although maybe it's kind of like, it's a drive through. It is, it is, <laughs> but it's like drive through church. Right. Like, and oh, I just, I get it. I, that, I don't know. I have. I mean, well, it's just a different thing. I feel like when you go out and you're in a space, people wouldn't be right expecting it. It's oh, more, so then there was that thing last year. Did you see that thing where they did glitter? Yeah, the glitter. Yeah, the I've glitter. Seen that. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, now. Yeah. Like, okay, I understand we want to be all inclusive and we want to show that we're an inclusive church, and I'm all for it. But like, but glitter has the opposite sort of. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, it's in a way it's the opposite of what Ash Wednesday is about. And and let me just let me declare this statement. Like I don't do ashes to go because it's something I have not reconciled. Yeah. Right? And I don't do glitter because it's something I haven't reconciled. But if you've done that work and you have and you like find meaning in that, like I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. Uh, like I haven't I don't like in my setting that doesn't work for me. Yep. Right. So, you know, I mean, my husband has been at, um, 
a, a metro stop, you know, doing it. And I had some very yep. profound experiences. Yep. It's, it's just not for me and my setting. Like, yeah. but I'm not anti it. I'm just yeah. not like, I don't want to stand on a busy intersection and right. give ashes to people in their cars. And, yeah, and so I'm, not, I'm only getting pedestrians, not, not to anyone in their car. <laughs> oh, so that's much better. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying if I was walking up to people's cars, that would feel very invasive. Well, we're, kind I just, of, we're, we're kind of out there and right. if people want to come up to us, they can. We're even, we're not even like, Hey, come over here and get your, right. get no, your, you're there. Here. You're, you're, you're there. If people come to you, you, you know, yes. and I, I do wear, um, I, I rarely wear a collar. Um, and right. I do wear a collar on Ash Wednesday okay. and on, on and every day of Holy week. Um, yeah mostly because I feel like it's important. Those are some days to me that I feel like it's important to represent a different way of Christianity. Yeah. And those are some quote unquote holy days that I do that, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's different for everybody, but it, it's also part of me making the day s sacred, like special, you know, yeah, and moving out into that. You know, for sure. today is different. Today is set aside. Yeah. But it's also just Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so the other, oh, wait, one more. So the other tradition I'm doing, I've started yeah. is, so I give um, platelets like mm. to American Red Cross, not just blood, but like. Oh, I was going to say, are these like small plates? No, sorry. Um, <laughs> so I have a rare blood type, right? And so I would give blood mm. and they really were like, would you please consider giving platelets? And which is a two hour process where you, you cannot move. Um, you can't use your arms, either one of them. Um, and it's, it's a lot like, I don't, I've never had dialysis, but it's, you know, out cleaning back yeah. in kind of thing. Right. Um, so anyway, so I've made it part of my ritual to do that every Ash Wednesday and every good Friday. I like that. That's great. Um, so that it's, um, in, in the season of remembering mortality, I am giving life. Yes. And Ooh. that, that has become such a sacred time for me. Um, I mean, I get to watch a movie. So like I watch, <laughs> Usually during Lent, I don't watch. Don't spoil it. This was sounding like one of the most like <laughs> self-giving, yeah, unselfish. I don't always get to finish the movie, so it's kind of <laughs> there. It is there. Like it sucks, you know, when you're like ending and you have like five minutes of the movie left, and you're like, oh, damn it. yep. There's the suffering. There's the <laughs> right. suffering we were looking There's for. There's the suffering there. I mean, it it really like I'm really cold. Like it makes you cold because they're like, sorry, everybody who's squeamish, they drain your blood. They take yeah. And then they put the blood back in oh, and gee. like there's needles in both arms and it's, it's a process. It's a thing, but it For sure. helps cancer patients. Well done. Um, but it's just something that I've like, as I, you know, I'm like, no, this is like, there's something sacred about doing it on those days. Yes. On the day that I remember that I am dust and that, that mortality is real. I, I'm giving life to another person or yep. what, what could potentially be, a life-saving something, right? That that God has created in us and science has made a way for us to genuinely help each other. Yep. And and I can do this. And yep. right, like I can't save the world. I I can do this, right? right. So I I've set up little rituals like that. Obviously I can't do that for 40 days or, you know. Right. Serious problems would happen. Serious but. problems. <laughs> You know, but you know, also like when you, and for those of you wondering who give blood regularly, when you give regular blood, you can do it every eight weeks. When you give platelets, you can do it much more often. So mm, if you're nice. wondering like, that's only six weeks apart, you know, anyway, something to consider. Something to consider for sure. I love that. So we have this quote from this Swiss artist, Paul Klee, and he says, a single day is enough to make us a little larger or another time a little smaller. And I, and I wonder how that might relate to a single day like Ash Wednesday that has some 
connotations about mortality and the beginning of Lent and sort of introspection, repentance, and that a single, like a doing something different on a single day is enough to really shift how I am in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I like that he talks about little larger or little smaller. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And I, so during Lent is a time that I, um, I think a lot about addiction. Yeah. Because usually when I give something up, it's something I'm actually addicted to. Yeah. Right. And so I, and I go back to that one day at a time. Right. Like, and, and that one day can really make all the difference in your life. And so it's like, if I can get through today, yes, then tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Scarlett O'Hara, tomorrow is another day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if we can get through today. Um, yes. Which is the only day we can get through it at once. Right. <laughs> I mean, this, get through I all mean, the days. I mean, I think that's why Lent has such a, whether or not you're even, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're somewhat spiritual but even if you're not like religious or you're not in a religion that that has a lenten season mm-hmm. it, it, like it's such an important thing for me to set time aside right and say for this amount of time you know i'm going to be intentional about something yes. right and and i i just think that's beautiful and that's wonderful but I can't take it as a whole. I can't take the whole chunk or I go crazy. Right. Right. Of course. If I think about restriction, um, whatever you're restricting for, you know, a time you can't, you can't think about the rest of your life. You have to think about today and then tomorrow. And then eventually you hope it gets a little easier. Um, you know, when I was wearing black and no makeup and no jewelry and not fixing my hair, I couldn't wait for color. I mean, I just couldn't yeah. wait to get out of the stupid black all the time. Yeah. But it was like, if I can just get through today, yeah. right? And I remember I went, <laughs> I went to this a parishioner of mine is a is a philanthropist, and he is one of the big supporters of of Krista Tippett of On Being. Sure. And um, he. Uh, there was this like reception for her and he and his wife invited me and my husband to it. And it was during Lent when I was doing this and I was like, I can't meet Krista Tippett without fixing my hair and (laughs) not wearing makeup and you know, whatever. And I cheated and I put on a Navy blue dress and I wore mascara and lipstick and I pulled my hair back. And I, there's this great picture of her and I, and you know, that somebody took. And I just, I look at that every time and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was so simple. Like, right. Like the, the cheating was so minuscule. Yeah. Right. Like so minuscule in comparison, but there was this just like, man, if I could have just gotten through that not that it, I, listen, this is not about a test from God or, you know. Right, right, right. No, right, no, right. It's, it's, it's like what that. can I commit to and, and follow exactly. through. Exactly. Or... And I still, like, it's the picture on my church website because it's such a great picture of me. Nice. And, and I still look at it and I'm like, God, why couldn't I get through that one night? Mm. Right? Like, why couldn't I just be confident enough that I didn't need those things, you know, or whatever? Um and that's yeah. just what it is. It's fine. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. But I do, I think, you know, that was, we're made or, or broken by days, just days. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know? love the, um, you know, as, as you were saying, a single day. I had a thought. <laughs> sure. I'm sure it was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> well, okay. Here's what I was thinking of. Like you were talking about giving something up and can I do this for this stretch of time? And, you know, it's almost like a practice for what may happen in life where we don't have a choice and have to give something up, right? If we discover that 
suddenly I am allergic to gluten and my body just can't process that anymore. I may have given up gluten for Lent one year, but now I may have to do that every day. But if you've already done the practice of I can shift how I am for one day, if you've already done that, even if it's something else, I can do this again. Right. It almost builds, it builds this sort of, uh, this, this personal and spiritual discipline that I can attack this day, even though I'm not giving myself all the things I normally do to make it through a day. Right. And I can do it. And then I don't shy away from that word discipline. Like, right. I don't think discipline is a bad word. I mean, I, I don't, you know, when we, when we regard our children, when we talk about our children, I talk about consequences and I don't, I don't see Lent as any different, right? Like I don't discipline my, discipline's hard when you talk about your children because in my mind that means n- places I'm not willing to go, right? I don't right, right. my children, I don't physical my discipline. Or... I mean physical discipline. Right. But like what's wrong with physical discipline in terms of my Lenten practice, right? What's oh, wrong sure. with me taking on exercise? What's wrong with it being physical or about my body? We're not talking about you though, whipping yourself on the back. No, I am really not talking about whipping yourself on the back. I Good. mean, I, I yeah, no. And, and I think that's, I think those are actually good distinctions, right? Yeah. Like I think it's important that self-harm isn't what we're talking about. That, you that's know? right. That, yeah. I said it in jest, but meaning that part seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and just, you know, whatever. But I mean, you know, if you're a cutter right now, that's not what we're talking about, right? right like this, right, isn't, right. this isn't good. But you're saying physical things that you normally partake of or do, you're shifting that. Well, if, if Ash Wednesday is all about understanding my mortality, yeah. why would I not take on a Lenten discipline that is about my physical self? Exactly. Right? That it, I don't see my physical self and my emotional and spiritual self as unlinked, yep. right? Like that is a physical triune, you know, yep. of emotional and physical and spiritual. And one affects the other. And so if I'm doing something good for myself physically, I'm going to feel that in my spirit and in my emotional state, you know. And that's a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so uh, one last thought on this uh, quote from Paul Klee, where he says, a single day is enough to make us a little larger or another time a little smaller. I think there's so much in our culture that's about making ourselves larger. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, show us how great you are or, you know, you have to be put, you know, stuff we've already said, you have to be put together. You have to look like you're, success or literally be the bigger person well there's that too which maybe is a little different but yes sure but like understand the phrase like be the bigger person yeah yes but but i like that he also says a little smaller because that to me feels like it goes against our it's a little more countercultural. like to say i'm just going to be a little less about me or you know what i mean or or be more of more more, or more the real me who might not be perfect right well and as somebody who i have a large personality which is to no one's surprise and so making myself a little smaller not not in a diminishing myself way right right making room for others is a good thing right? right Particularly my children, my (laughs) children who do not have the larger than life personality that I have. And, you know, and, and I have, I have a partner in life that enjoys that he's fine with it. He's okay with being, you know, like letting me have the room, but he needs the room sometimes. right? Right. And the kids need the room sometimes. And so there's part of that of days of like, oh, today isn't about me. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so those are, I mean, and those are days where like you make yourself a little smaller intentionally and in a good way. And it's, it's positive. It's a good thing. And yet if you're a larger than life personality, you can't do that every day. Right. You, you, you need to be yourself as well. Um, yes, right. And so finding the balance in each day, finding the balance in each, it's so that you're, 
you're not leaking out of, you know, ruining someone else's day, you know, my daughter's whatever, right? Like it was- It's, it's that balance, right? Of, of realizing that we are all sort of uh, God um, loved, God created uh, beings that are worthy of celebration and worthy of, of filling up the room. But at the same time, recognizing others are too, <laughs> you exactly. know? Exactly. It's not always about me and it's not always about you. It's about each other and right. finding that ba- that healthy balance of- And then it's not a competition. Yes. Right? right? Like, I love that thing of like, we are not a pie. <laughs> like, there's not only enough. There's not, a, yeah. you know, that like, if I take half, that yeah. doesn't mean you have half, like less, you know? Yep. We're, it, that's not the way life works and that's not the way personality works. There's, there's room for all of this, yes. but there are times where I need to step away and like, Oh, you, you know, your needs are more important right now than mine. And, and so, yeah. you know, I need to help you in that, or I need, I need to serve you. Um, and I think that's the part in Lent that just gets so important. Like not just remembering our own mortality, but remembering that the time that we're here is, is about service to one another. Mm. And, and again, that doesn't mean that you're, you're not fully who you are, but who you are is, is a gift to community and that others are a gift to you in the midst of that. Beautiful. Yeah. I was just going to ask for closing thoughts, but that felt like, yeah, I think I'm done. I'm good. I think you just kinda- <laughs> Drop the mic and laid it down. <laughs> well done. See, I knew I knew, you and, you know. I knew you and I could have a beer and just start talking and, and an episode would happen. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs> and if this boring if this episode is boring to you, don't worry. Ogan is back next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who could find it boring? I mean, really. <laughs> Come know. on. Come on. But if you need a Lenten discipline, you know, we have plenty. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we can come up with even more ideas. But, but seriously, I, I, it is nice to discuss this stuff and, and wrestle with it and think about um, just culturally. Because it. it can sneak up on you. It's like, oh, oh it's absolutely. Lent. I didn't really give much thought. Yeah. Okay, and culturally, it's, it's not celebrated the way that Advent is and Easter That's right. is, right? And, and Lent just kind of, I mean, we celebrate Easter and spring and you know, all of that, but this is, this is the lesser, the lesser season. Um, it's my favorite. It is absolutely my favorite, um, for so many reasons. And I just, I, and again, I don't think it has to be sad or hard even to consider. I just, I love the recognition that nothing's perfect or, you know, um, And, and again, the season does lend itself to show that life comes out of, out of death. Yeah. You know, that's just such a beautiful thing. I, I like, I like that. The season has lent itself. Uh, Sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. But, but dad jokes by Brian. Dad jokes by Brian. <laughs> I should give those up for Lent. But seriously, people are going to be listening to this, some on Ash Wednesday, some are going to listen to this next week or later when we're right. sort of in the middle of Lent. And don't feel bad if you're like, oh, I hadn't really given any thought to it. You can start with one day. Yeah, one day. Start with one really? day. Really? I mean, I, I am a one day at a time person. Yep. You know, absolutely. And sometimes day is too long. Hour, minute, whatever you need. Right, right. right? even that. Like, yes, that's Morning, right. afternoon. Like if I could just do this for this amount of time. Exactly. You know, because some things in life are so hard that, you know, like, so if you watch the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, right? Like she has this, they turn, they crank this wheel to give them energy, you know, energy. And she's like 10, you know, if you can do 10 seconds, yes, like that's good. So, you know, if you need to do seconds at a time, do it, but exactly. um, just, just understand that in the whole picture of life, it's, it's worth it. And it's good. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely.
Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. We'd love you to connect and spread the word with us on social media. You can follow us there. You can share a favorite episode, uh, comment on one of the questions we throw out. And, of course, you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. We'd love you to rate us over there. And you can watch us on YouTube or IGTV. And if you'd like to find some uh, local friends to have conversation on these kinds of spiritual, uh, political, philosophical topics with, you can check the official directory at pubtheology.com. And if you don't see a group in your neighborhood, you may find some resources to start your own. And we'd love you to become a supporter of the podcast on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash pt live to get started and until next time friends drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing <laughs> so somebody wrote on facebook yes um i think it's Anglo-Saxon for pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Oh, it's my understanding that Shrove Tuesday is often a time of confession leading to Ash Wednesday. So there's, nope. it's not. Like they're saying it's like a Yom Kippur, right? Like That's it's the opposite. Day. Right. That's it's, Good Friday or something. Right. Like they're saying it's a day of atonement before you you know, hit the new year, but like we do the opposite. Like we do, it's, it's the, I'm going to do all my gluttonous thing. I'm going to celebrate my gluttony. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Before maybe, I have to give it up. <laughs> maybe it's just us uh, sort of uh, pagans who decided we just need to like take every advantage until it's literally Lent. I mean, it has to be some kind of I, I, you know what? It doesn't have to be some kind of pagan thing. It really is. Oh, it's a human gorge yourself, gorge yourself on. Yes, it's a human you know, thing. It is. It's 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 a 1960s. We can make money through a pancake supper. So let's do that. Honestly, and you know, and the word literally may refer to absolution or penance, relating back to like the you know Middle Ages. But that doesn't mean we're not going to turn it into Fat Tuesday with all the pancakes we can eat. Absolutely. And I, I just, I've always, I, I've always wondered about the pancakes though. Like why pancakes? What is, I guess the syrup? I think I it's the know. syrup. And I think with pancakes, it's one of those meals where you just want to keep eating and shoving them down. And sure. then you're like, is that now expanding in my stuff? Right. Well, and then it expands <laughs> and then it's like rice, right? Or pasta. It's like, and then an hour later, you're like, I'm hungry again. You know? Well, there's that too. Exactly. Well, Fat Tuesday. So have at it. I mean, so have at it, right? I guess, you know. Well, sausages for everyone, you know. Sausages for all. Thanks, friends, for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. Next week. Yay. All right. And you got me for seven more weeks. And then I'm. We're going to milk it. <laughs> I'm counting down, friends. Count down. All right. Well, happy Fat Tuesday. And we'll. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. See ya.